What's happening, Combat Sports World? It's your boy, Bando, and you already know what this is. It is another episode of Combat and Kick It. I'm bringing it back. Man, there was a beautiful, beautiful knockout this past weekend. I know everybody saw one of the biggest knockouts of the year, one of the biggest finishes, and one of the biggest fights. Um, congratulations to Leon Edwards on being the new welterweight champion. Man, oh man, you already know I had to hop on here just to talk about that alone. I didn't get to talk about the Cheeto Vera kick either, man. Left, What's up with the left high kicks, man? Everybody kicking people in the head now? Doing these setups, getting it to happen, getting the guys to move to the right, right to the pow. But anyways, man, oh man, oh man. It was a decent card. I didn't really get to watch the whole card. I had a bachelor weekend I was at, but I caught the caught the last two fights, last three fights, um... My overall assessment of these fights were with the Aldo one, I was very disappointed in that fight. I, I was just, as a Jose Aldo fan, he's one of my favorites of all time. He's like basically number two or three on my uh, all-time list. And a lot of people argue that, but shit, go ahead. The way I look at it with with Jose is I've seen him fight the same style of guys that Marab is it's the exact same style i've seen him fight that and he's demolished those guys he's he's ran right through them not a problem they couldn't get him down he kept the fight up this fight he did nothing it it was weird almost weird watching him fight he almost did nothing he wasn't pushing the pace he wasn't throwing his strikes when he was throwing his strikes they weren't close they were they were distant he was missing and then at the same token marab did nothing either marab just moved more literally like it was basically having to judge off of who's moving more in the octagon. Marab was doing the same thing, throwing punches from a distance that weren't landing, just winging them up, throwing shots with bad intentions, but no intention to actually land. Um, and then he kept sh- shooting for a single leg, holding the one leg, knee and, knee and his other leg up against the fence for, you know, t- two minutes of each round. And it, it very boring fight, very disappointing fight in in terms of wanting to see what's next on the come up for the bantamweight division and then just as a jose aldo fan it sucked to see him in a fight like that he told marab he's done i don't think he's done i don't think this is his last chance of being somebody uh of being a champion it's, it's a wacky division you know what i'm saying the top five is very wacky division but if he fights like that then the champion aspirations gotta go but if he fights like jose aldo fights then you got a different story. I think a lot gets into his head ever since he started losing that um that there's people out there that can beat him. He knows it and it, it I, I think it sits with him sometimes. But on to the next fight. The co main event was a wild, wild, bloody fight. Great fight. Luke Rockhold versus Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa comes out with a unanimous decision win and Luke Rockhold retires. But man oh man, for a guy who is went from being hated for years and I was one of them people who hated you'd take one week one fight and one uh post fight octagon interview and this man just built a huge fan base millions of fans now love Luke Rockhold and respectfully so um you've seen a lot of guys fight for like fighter pay and stuff like that but the way he did it this week was was definitely different it was it was smart it was opening and I think he he really got his point across 
People don't get their point across. They beat around the bush with it. He got his point across, and I respect a lot of things he said with the fighter pay. Um, obviously, I don't, I'm not a businessman, so I don't really know that business aspect of how you're supposed to pay these guys. But a few things I, I 100% agree with. Health care for the fighters should probably be paid for by the UFC. I mean, you would think, right? And then besides that, uh, the bonuses. Luke Rockhold was on point with that. The bonuses. It's been $50,000 bonuses for, for who knows how long. In my opinion, it should be $100,000 bonuses plus, depending on how you get the finish, depending on what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So say it's a first round insane knockout, knockout of the night. This dude gets $250,000 bonus. Like, whoa, that's a fucking incentive. You want to get guys to fight. I understand like Dana feels like, oh, boxing started getting, the guys started making money and then, you know, the fighting went away. These guys fight one every two, once every two years, like thing. But in this aspect, if you, you don't have to raise the fucking pay and give all these guys and make them all millionaires. But dude, think about one young dude on the come up who makes, who's guaranteed 10,000 to fight, right? Then maybe another five to 10 to win. I don't really know what the, the low guys do. They might not even make that much. So say 15,000 altogether, right? He goes in there, he gets an insane first round knockout right and it's it's nasty it's knockout of the night you give this guy two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus man oh man he's sitting pretty but guess what the thing that the fact of the matter is that was one fight one bonus so he knows at the end of the day oh, i gotta still fight man i gotta come back and do another fight you know what i'm saying i can't sit for, for three years not only that if i come back in another fight i get another knockout like that I get the $15,000 plus to 250000 I think it, it's different. I understand why fighters might not fight with money. And I understand why fighters might fight for more money. And just, you know, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. I guess you have to be a fighter to really know where you would stand on fighter pay. But like I said, Luke Rockhold was going about it the right way this week. and mentioned a few things that hit. But off that, that was way off topic. Way off topic. Let's get back to the actual fight. Like I said, it was a bloody fight, man. It was back and forth in a way, but Paulo Costa mainly took control of the whole fight. You can tell he was stronger, and um, I think the cardio was much better. Luke Rockhold looked gassed, I think, by the middle of the second round. He looked very gassed. But uh, I give Luke Rockhold props because he came from these these last fights of getting his chin taken to everybody saying he's a glass jaw, he's got nothing, and he, and he took a... Took a bit of a beating with Paulo, but gave gave a little bit one, little bit of one right back. Uh, one shot that he hit him with, he screams "fuck you" before it and rocks him with a left hand in the third round. Um, smears blood all over him. He knew he was losing the fight, and the fight wasn't going to go his way. Paulo Costa was fighting well. He was fighting, fighting good, but not great, not championship level good. Um, but like Paulo Costa fights, you know. I think he looked good. He did well during the uh, the whole week for the weight cut and everything. Everybody was doubting Paulo Costa was going to make weight, and he looked super lean, came in on perfect weight. Super dope. I mean, I guess I guess Paulo Costa, for him, your, your, your next kind of your next kind of fight, I guess I, I would say winner of Rob versus um, Marvin, because you could always run that fight back with Marvin just simply because it was a catch weight at 205 kind of thing. Uh, or not catchweight, it was a light heavyweight fight, but it was kind of like a catchweight thing because they couldn't figure out their fucking weight and stuff like that. Um, but it was at 205, it was a light heavyweight fight. You could completely run that back now. Um, 
Paulo Costa lean making weight. Marvin Vittori still doing his thing in the middleweight division. I think that fight would make a lot more sense now. Um, but... Let's see who wins between Marvin and Rob. If that fight's still even on, it might not even be on. You know how Marvin Vittori fights end up. You know what I'm saying? They ended up being something the last week before the fight is canceled. So, you never know. Um, Let's see. Is it still on? Yep. So, it's on for September 3rd. Oh, so we're we're getting really close. Getting really, really close. So, I I, I guess you can say the winner of that versus Paulo Costa is... is, uh, Hell of a matchup, hell of a matchup, but it was it was a crazy fight overall. Like I said, bloody. It was back and forth. If you want to watch a fight where you're gonna be like, oh, 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 constantly, it's one of them fights. It's a fun fight to watch. Uh, one of those fights that you show your friends that aren't UFC fans or MMA fans, and and it'll get them into it. Then on to the main event, man. It was, it was. What an Usman fight normally is. Dominant, controlling. Besides the first round, you know, I think Leon took the first round. Leon did very good. Um, good takedown defense. Got the takedown himself. Got the back. Almost got the neck. So I, I, I think he did pretty good work. Um, so I would definitely give the first round to Leon. But then from that point on, Leon was getting taken down a lot. He was getting back up, but he was getting taken down a lot. Bouncing right back up. Um, a lot of, he was fighting the whole night with his back to the, to the cage, you know, circling, avoiding every time Usman would get in, Usman was landing tight shots and then putting his like head to his chest for the type of wrestling, um, or the takedowns and stuff like that. But he was landing good shots and, and Leon looked like he was getting hurt, but I don't think he was getting hurt. I think he was just waiting for his own shots and just couldn't get them off. He was throwing elbows. They just weren't in the range. So it's it's one of those things where I'm not sure if Leon was gassing out, if he was tired, if he was getting hurt, or if he just couldn't he couldn't get going. You know what I mean? Just because of how good Usman is. And Usman probably is hard as fuck. So you, you feel that and you're like, shit, I don't want to overthrow, get caught by this dude. He's going to sleep me. So... Second, third, fourth round, completely controlled by Kamaru Usman. Um, And then we come to the fifth round. Now, the few things I want to point out going into this fifth round. The first thing I want to point out is Leon Edwards' corner and his coaches between four and five. When your fighter is down in a fight. Now, granted, I never fought. I never coached. So, you know, don't strike me for this. But in my opinion... From what I see is that is exactly how you fucking talk to your fighter when they're down. He's screaming at him. Come on, Leon. Come on, Leon. Stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself. Screaming at him. If you watch the fight, second, third, fourth round, Leon's not even paying attention in his corner, bro. He's gassed out. He, he almost looked defeated. He looked defeated going into his corner before the fifth round. And his coach was screaming at him like, come on. You got to think about it, man. You got your one and only chance. Could be the last chance, too. A lot of these guys get one and only chance, and that's done. You know, you get this champ, uh, this championship opportunity, and are you just going to cruise to losing a decision? It, it, I, I know you don't want to just cruise to losing a decision. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I made it five rounds with the champ, and he took me to a decision, and he won. You know, like, there's nothing, there's no gratification to all the work that you put in. Go out there and try to finish this fight. You've got nothing to lose. You're either going to lose a decision or lose in the fifth round. 
What's the big deal? Or you get the fucking win. And that's what Leon Edwards did. So, like I said, coaches should really, really bounce on that. Because I've seen a lot of coaches tell their, tell their fighters, oh, you're doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. Bro, stop lying to your fucking fighter. He's down 4-0. He's down 3-1. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot lie to these fighters when they're being beat. When they're being beat, you got to fucking wake them up and say, yo, you're getting your ass beat. Do you want to fight? Do you want to be a champion? Do you want to fucking win? Simple as that. Simple as that. And guess what? It paid off for Leon Edwards and his team Saturday night. Goes in, fifth round, 55 seconds left of a round again that Kamaru Usman, wasn't, it wasn't a dominant round. He wasn't like dominating, but controlled the pace, controlled the tempo. It was his fight. The whole fight was his except for that first round. I mean, even the first round wasn't super Leon, but it was, you know, it was on that line where it, it could have went Leon's favor. I put it in Leon's favor, but... Kamaru's winning this fight. 55 seconds left of, of, of the fifth round. Boom. Head kick. Knockout. Sleeping stiff. No follow-up punches. Kick. Knockout. You can't point out a bigger Rocky moment in the UFC than that one. That was probably the biggest Rocky Balboa-like moment in the UFC ever. What a, what a kick. What a setup. A lot of people could bounce on that level of like, oh, that was, that was fluke. It. You see somebody training it and, and putting it and, and repeating it and they got it like a second nature now. You throw it, you get the guy to move to the way that you were hoping he would and it just, it happens perfect. I've heard a lot of people describe different things. Kamaru Usman called it a Hail Mary. I could say yes, that's exactly what uh, uh, the Hail Mary of MMA would look like right there. That's it. Um, I think Michael Bisping said it looked like a... a or not look like, but it, it was like, or no, Chael Sonnen said it was like a car collision. Kamara Usman was moving his head at the same time that that leg was coming. It, it was it, it was meant for deadly impact. And uh, Leon Edwards became the new UFC welterweight champion. And rightfully so, congratulations to him. I was calling that for a while. I just had that feeling that Leon Edwards was going to be the guy to do it. Once you start breaking your fights into, oh, I'm going to go fight Canelo. I'm going to jump up to 205. You start talking about things that don't matter. Even though you may tell yourself you're not overlooking your opponent, you could. You could. And I think what happened was he got so complacent in the fight himself, Kamaru Usman, that he was just fighting to to win that decision. He knew he had to fight in the bag, so he was just fighting to win that decision. Um, a third fight is 100% rightfully due. I don't think it should go to anyone else. The UFC it would be extremely stupid if they give that fight to fucking Jorge Masvidal or Colby Covington. You know what I'm saying? These are guys who just got done losing. You know, you, you have Kamaru Usman who deserves an immediate rematch. And you could put it anywhere. You talk about Wembley Stadium because of the UK. You could talk about uh, Vegas because it's a huge fight. Anywhere you put it, it's a huge fight and people will enjoy this third fight. Now, Early prediction on this third fight, I think Kamaru Usman will get it. Um, I say that because he wasn't losing that fight. He was dominating, and I think he just has to push himself to want to finish a fight than to just uh, let me get this win by decision. Because he knows he can win by decision, but I think if he goes out there with intent to finish, it'll be a, a, a completely different fight. Um, but I guess the world has been silenced, and you cannot count Leon out. Even though I didn't in this fight, like I said, I had Leon from the jump. It's one of those things you can't count him out. Five, fifth round, 
55 seconds left, and he got the knockout. You know, he did what he needed to do. Now, the next fight, defending the belt, is where you show if you're a champion or not. If he goes in there and he controls the fight now and then still beats Usman, then it's a statement made and it's going to be a problem for the welterweight division. And either way, win, lose, or draw for either one of those two, the welterweight division got a little bit more interesting because of that. Now some guys have to sit and wait back for their turn. Now some guys actually have to fight. You got Gilbert, Masvidal, and Colby still sitting with no fights. We can make something happen there. You know what I'm saying? You got Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady happening. So you got a lot of stuff going on in this welterweight division. Leon shook it up a little bit. I'm curious to what's going to go on next. You know, that third fight was, or this third fight will be phenomenal. The second fight was absolutely better than the first one. See, I, I was about to say something, and I'm like, wait, it wasn't, like, absolutely great, though. It was it was good. It was a good fight, but it, it was pretty much a Kamaru Usman type of fight, controlling the fight, everything like that. But Leon Edwards got it done. It was a very fun night, Saturday night. I'm looking forward to the next few fights coming up. I know we got um, Kamjai and Nate in September. Like I said, we got Marvin Vittori and uh, Rob Whitaker in September as well with, uh, why do I feel like I said February? Did I say February? I hope not. September. Yeah, September. All these fights are in September. You also got um, Tai Tui Vasa and Cyril Gan is also in September. So September looked sounding stacked to me so far. So I'm excited. More fights to come up. Fights, 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 fights. You know I love the combat sports world. But I always say it. I say it in every podcast. I got to be a little bit more active. Start putting more shit out. Hopefully... I stop fucking being lazy, but that's on me. I will check you guys later. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.